you do have your Bibles, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, we've talked about this verse. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we've talked about the value of prayer. We've talked about the logistics of prayer. We've talked about um, how fasting and praying can make a difference uh, in our spiritual life and, and in our actual lives. And, and we've also looked at unanswered prayer. Uh, last week we looked at unanswered prayer and, and, uh, and, and our perception of unanswered prayer and the way that God moves through those times and how, he, um, how sometimes our unanswered prayer can really be uh, just an, an answer to prayer. Um, I know Steve and Nikki's story last week, if you were here uh, to hear their story about that, a quick little thing, if you didn't see it on Facebook, they posted a, a picture there officially, like done, done, you guys are done with all of the, they're, they're actually able to move into uh, fostering to, to adopt at this point, right? All the paperwork went through last week, so they're good to go. They posted this really cool picture of Rylan, um, or Brian, I mean, um, with, uh, with a shirt that, that says, I'm, I'm going to be a big brother. Is that what it is? It's awesome. Yeah. So praise God for that as, as we're moving forward. But, um, but, you know, the focus on prayer has been intentional to bring us closer to the Lord so that we can seek his face and we discern how he wants us to move forward, not only as a church, but in our lives, to focus on prayer. We need to pull it all together. We need to pull it all together, passionately seek the Lord with our prayer life. We've talked about a prayer life and the impact that having a prayer life can make on your life. And not just a prayer life in terms of something you do, but it's something that you are. That it's, it's really just a part of, of who you are. And someone who is passionate about the relationship with Jesus is going to have a prayer life that has a ripple effect over their entire life. You know, passion... The word passion, it's an intense, strong belief. That's really what it means. And, you know, fasting comes from a heart of passion. Fasting and prayer comes from a heart of passion. Unanswered prayers can drive us to a passionate prayer life. See, we need to pray with passion. That's the first point for you today is to pray with passion. We need to pray with passion. If you are persistent in something, it stands to reason that you are passionate about it. I was always very passionate, and still am, about art and design and the creative process. And uh, I'm maybe still a little bit passionate about Disney and Star Wars, maybe, and, um, and the Buckeyes and, and all of those things. But like, more importantly, the things that I'm passionate about would be things like my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, with my church family that I love so much, with seeing people come to know Christ, seeing the gospel being preached and people's lives being changed by the power of the gospel of Jesus. I'm passionate about phase two, about the next phase of Connect Church because of those things, because I'm passionate about those things and I want to see God move in a mighty and powerful way. So what about you? What are you passionate about? What has God wired you to be passionate about? You know, Paul talks about in 1 Peter 5.8, he says, be sober, be vigilant, which also is, is another way of saying be watchful um, because your enemy is walking around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's walking around looking 
to devour you. And so we need to be sober. We need to be vigilant. We need to be watchful. And that's talking about passionate prayer. We need to be passionately praying and constantly going to the foot of the cross and asking Jesus to intervene in our lives. This is describing passionate prayer. Jesus was passionate about his prayer life. It was something that he was always doing. And every time that we see Jesus, we see him praying with passion when we see him praying in in scripture. Luke 3.21 talks about his baptism. And it says that he was praying before his baptism, which we have coming up here in a few weeks. Um, It says he was praying and that heaven was opened. Heaven was opened because of his passionate prayer during that time. Passionate prayer opens heaven. Passionate prayer opens heaven and, and, and lets the blessings of God rain down. Church, we want heaven to open up, do we not? We want heaven to open up and we need the blessings of God on this body and the blessings of, of God to, uh, to give us wisdom and discernment all for the glory of God. It also talks in, in, in Luke, if you go forward a couple more chapters, in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it talks about how he was calling his disciples. And it says right before he called his disciples that the night before, he spent the whole night in prayer. Jesus spent the whole night in prayer before he called his disciples, before he chose who they were going to be. He spent the entire night passionately praying because he was making one of the most important decisions in his ministry, choosing his disciples. And and the next morning he gets up and he chooses the disciples and then he calls out 12 of them and calls them his apostles. And that was a big deal. Passionate prayer gives us direction. Passionate prayer gives us direction. We need direction. We definitely need direction. Not just for phase two, but in every aspect of our life. I know I need direction. I can think of things in my life that I need direction on. Um, Quite frankly, I need Siri to help me get home. So I need directions in that regard. But even on a bigger scale, I need direction in my life on the things that actually matter. We need direction in life. And we find that in passionate prayer. Jesus wanted to make sure that this decision that he was making, this decision he was making, that he knew it would affect his ministry then and forevermore. He knew how important it was, so he bathed it in passionate prayer. The impact that that decision made was huge. It was huge. Look at me. You and I would not be here today if Jesus just threw a dart and randomly picked the first 12 people that walked up to him. He made a passionate he made, he made a prayer that was bathed in, or a decision that was bathed in passionate prayer about something that had such a tremendous impact that we're still feeling it today. That we're still feeling it today. Passionate prayer impacts the lives of other people. It also impacts the lives of other people. That's why this was such an important decision for Jesus. Think about that. He knew the impact that this would have on other people that were going to be coming in contact with these guys. And so passionate prayer can impact the lives of other people. In John chapter 17, Jesus is praying the entire chapter. I've told you this before. The entire chapter is Jesus' high priestly prayer. Passionate prayer, in that context, he was passionately praying because he knew who he was talking to. He knew He knew that prayer to the Father 
is a powerful thing. And he knew that praying to the Father is something not to be taken lightly. Prayer from the heart. Prayer from the heart. That is what passionate prayer is. It's not just prayer from the head. It's also prayer from the heart. When we passionately pray, when we passionately pray, we are, we are believing that God is who he says he is. And we are trusting him. We are trusting him. And we either trust him or we do not. We either trust God or we do not. We don't kind of trust God. Guys, if you're, if you're dating someone, the guys that are maybe dating someone, go ahead and tell the girl that you're dating, I kind of trust you. See how that goes. Don't do that. Let me just tell you, don't do that. You either trust or you don't trust. I want you to look at this quote from S.D. Gordon. I've mentioned him before, but this book that he wrote called Quiet Talks on Prayer. And he said this, in regards to prayer, this is what he's talking about. He said, and trust means trust. It does not mean test. Where you trust, you do not test. And where you test, you do not trust. James 5.16 says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And so we either trust that promise from God or we do not. We either trust that the righteous and earnest prayer that the earnest prayer of a righteous person can make a difference, can make a difference. You are sitting in a place that was bathed in prayer, in earnest prayer. For you to be able to sit here right now and worship the Lord, you are in a place that was bathed in prayer and the power of God is the only reason that we can be sitting in here right now. And so my connection point for us for the day is this passionately pray and trust. Passionately pray and trust. We have some challenges. We have some challenges and we have some work to do. But you know what? It's been that day since day one, hasn't it? For those of you that have been on this journey with us for the last few years to make it to this place, it has been tough sledding every step of the way. Why would we think that it's gonna be any different as we move forward? Because God uses those tests, God uses those challenges to draw us closer to him, all for his glory. Because let's be honest, I've said it a couple of times today, but I'm gonna say it again. There's no way we can stand here. And yes, we all stood and, and praised God for what he did through all of us, but there's no way that we can stand here and take credit for this that we can stand here and take credit for anything that has happened here. It has all been through the power of God and it's going to continue to be all through the power of God. And so we are going to have to passionately pray and trust as we move forward. The people that you affirmed this morning, our new leadership team, some people have stayed on and, and, uh, and, and we've added some new names. These are amazing people. These are amazing people and they are praying Please pray for them. I get the privilege to, to be in the room with some of these people that just make me feel smarter by sitting in there with them. 
And we're so blessed to have the amazing people that we have to help us make wise decisions and seek the face of God as we move forward. Pray for this team. Pray for this team. Pray for this process as we're moving forward. As for the next phase, it's more than a building. And I'm not discouraged. I'm not. In fact, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God is going to do through the next phase of Connect Church because we know where we are now and we all know where we are now and we all know what needs to be done because it's about more than a building. It's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is not limited by finances. The kingdom of God is not limited by resources. The kingdom of God is not limited by buildings. It's about the kingdom of God. And let me say this. I've said this for a while, and I'm going to say it again. I do not believe, I will not believe, that he brought us this far just to stop now. I do not believe that. That is not in the character of God. He's just getting started. You wait and see what he does. I am passionately praying and trusting the Father to do what he has always done. That is to further his kingdom, to move mountains where they need to be moved or to guide us around them if that is his will. And so, as the band begins to make their way up, let me end with this verse before we pray and continue to worship. It's in Hebrews 4.16. And it says this, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Let us us approach God's throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Another translation says, let us boldly approach the throne of grace. We can come to the throne of God with confidence and know that we are part of something that's much bigger than ourselves. And I can't wait to see the way that God continues to move us forward as a church family. Will you stand and bow with me? Father, God, we love you and we praise you. And Lord, I thank you that we can boldly come to you, that we can boldly come to you, Father, and and we know that you are there and we know that you are listening and we know that you care and you want to hear from us. And God, we know that we've got, humanly speaking, some challenges in front of us, but Lord, you are not limited. It's all yours anyway, Father. So God, I pray for our church family as we move forward, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would move in a mighty and powerful way. God, I know that you can provide the resources that we need so that we can further your kingdom. So God, I pray that you would move in a mighty and powerful way. And Lord, if there's one here maybe that doesn't know you as Savior, God, that's really what it's all about. That's why it's more than a building. It's about people. It's about the kingdom. And so, Father, if there's one here that maybe has never heard how much you love them, God, let them not leave this place without getting that right with you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just continue to move now as we worship and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.